Hi, good afternoon, listeners, and this is Sarah Vaughan from Marie Claire's Start Somewhere podcast, and we're broadcasting from London, uh, from the bowels of Victoria House, and I'm joined by uh, Nina Morenzi, who is the founder and director of The Sustainable Angle, and Amanda Johnson, who is the curator and educational consultant. And this is so exciting. We're doing this in January. We're in the middle of this, this expo. We're downstairs, so it's a little bit echoey. And what is so exciting is that we have the amassed fashion industry in the building who are looking at these extraordinary sustainable fabrics um, that, that have been created by this team. So I'm super excited. As everyone knows, I'm very passionate about fashion. I love clothes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's a passion that I'm aware does serious destruction to the planet and you know we can talk about how polluting the fashion industry is um, and really kind of what what we can actually all actively do about it so over to, to to Nina first so please tell us a little bit about yourself how how you got started out in in life and you know what was your moment of kind of revelation uh, for this yes well thank you very much um, the first time I really started to think about the environmental impact of fashion was when I looked at agriculture in general, um, which was sort of my my um, interest at the time about 15 years ago, and um, I had worked in environmental policy and for a think tank and also in emissions trading early on, uh, wow. so already had things <laughs> yes. to do with the, uh, climate policy, etc. And so I was just really interested that so many things in um, at the time you could actually switch your lifestyle already to. Uh, buying things that were having a lesser environmental impact and that was mainly food and uh, how you you know go from A to B and you cycling and all these sort of things and when it came to fashion uh, it was just very difficult so I just looked into that a bit and of course you know this interest in agriculture was all about how are not just food grown but also fiber grown mm. and so um, through that research it was becoming clear that it was very polluting and uh, but actually that there were so many alternatives out there so many fabulous um, materials that are true um, true alternatives and how polluting is the fashion industry? I mean, I've heard and seen stats saying that it's kind of, yes. you know, after all in gas. Is that right? <laughs> well, that was at the time when everyone said it was the second most polluting industry. And then there was this amazing uh, wave of articles and research that actually showed it was more on the fourth or fifth. But actually, I think it doesn't really matter. We know that it's one of the top ten and that's just enough. And, and the yes. reason why that actually doesn't really matter so much is because we can all uh, influence that because we're wearing clothes every day and so that decision already on a daily basis you can really influence um, how this should turn around. Yeah and Amanda I'd love to turn to you how, how did you get started and what was your kind of moment of epiphany? Well I began actually in the industry so I worked as a designer in the industry for over 25 odd years and worked in many places all over the world and so I saw at first hand really the impacts that we have in the choices that we make regarding materials, regarding how you manufacture things and so that end of the supply chain I knew through experience. And after some time of kind of getting a lot of experience and having some good and some not so good experiences in the industry, I, it, it started to leave quite a nasty taste in my mouth. Um, and then it started to speed up quite so much. I found out you're doing way more collections than you were doing five or even six years ago and began to feel like I was on a hamster wheel of just producing product for no good reason. 
So after some time, I actually got called by a very dear friend of mine who's now professor at the Centre for Sustainable Fashion at London College of Fashion, and she sort of said, what are you, Dillis? The the wonderful Dillis Williams, who actually spoke, uh, was our keynote speaker um, last year. And she sort of said, oh, do you want to do some teaching? And I thought, hmm, I don't know. I'll give it a try, and fell in love with it. So that sort of appeared at a, you know, that opportunity appeared at a time when I was... Uh, disillusioned with the industry actually and didn't really feel the drive to keep creating new product anymore so I sort of used my creative skills in a, in a different area as you can see from the expo here and I still do a little bit of teaching at LCF not not so much anymore but but some um, so that was really my yeah fell in love with education and and I'm able obviously to, to use those those skills that I developed over the years here and Dillis was actually the one who introduced Nina and I Yes, I, I was do, I was writing a dissertation and interviewed Dillis actually on uh, sustainability in textiles and fashion, and um, told her that I think the Future Fabrics Expo is something that is really needed these days, and um, what she thought about it. And she said, "Oh, well, it would be lovely if you could do that because I always had that idea, but we just don't have time or budget, or you know, it's not really what the CSF was about at the time." But she said, um, "I'll introduce you to Amanda, and and I also will give you the first space to do it." Amazing, because I was going to ask you how how you two met and 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 what a better connection than yeah, I mean, Dillis is, you know, such a, a, an amazing kind of like driving force in the whole sustainability kind Absolutely. of challenge of of, yeah. of, of, of of clothing and and also increasingly beauty. I mean, they they're, they're not just doing yeah, yeah. fashion. And and tell me, kind of Nina, how did so you two met? How long ago was that? And 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 how did you you know what was the aim of of, of the sustainable angle mm. you know initially how long have you been going and and, yes. and you know and then love to hear about you know from yeah. Amanda maybe about how how the expo actually started yeah. and came to life so um, the sustainable angle I founded um, 10 years ago and it was a not-for-profit or still is a not-for-profit organization and it really is about supporting and initiating projects that uh, contribute to lowering the environmental impact of industry and society particularly fashion um, and so so from sort of the first thing onward, I really wanted to do something about these materials because they have such a big environmental impact and they are up to 80, between 80 and 95 percent, depending who you between 80 and 95 percent of the environmental um, uh, of, of fashion product comes from um, raw materials, yes. right? So between 80 and 95 uh, percent, and um, and that is just a shocker if you think about it. So of course, one of the first things then is to think, well, how can we get better materials that are just yes. really inherently grown, uh, for example, without fertilizers or that are just not uh, that can grow on marginal lands, and so it's all that agricultural side that was interested. And so it was important to show this these materials that did exist. Yeah, because I, I I think you know with with the exception. Of, of like cotton and wool. I mean, we tend to forget how many of these crops, and maybe hemp, you know, which has been quite well publicised. We actually tend to forget that a lot of these crops are. I mean, they're actually grown. I mean, they come from agricultural yeah. land, and, and also use a lot of water. Yeah, there's a huge disconnect um, in all of that, and so it was just very obvious that all these wonderful materials that I did research was just had to be shown and introduced to designers and. Speaking that language of a designer, really putting that together in a in a very attractive setting, and of course with a lot of educational background information, which is of course where Amanda has been absolutely crucial in putting that together um, 
and, and explaining how sustainability really is the thing to think about when you're actually sourcing materials. Yeah, I mean, actually, when I met Nina, just um, the reason was I just had a book published called Fabric for Fashion, um, which I co-authored, and we actually met over that really because it wasn't commissioned, interestingly enough, back then. So it was published in 2008. And it wasn't commissioned as a sustainable fabric book, but myself and my co-author decided to wrap each sort of fibre category up with a little sustainability kind of summary. So uh, much as that wasn't part of the intent of the book, we thought it was very important back, back then. And with the second edition, even more so, the third edition will be more, more so than that. So that was kind of the moment, I suppose, where, you know, realising when we came together and we first started discussing, well, how do we frame these materials. You can't just throw a bunch of materials at people. They don't understand even the provenance of the fibre, for example. It's still now we speak to people and they go, this goes is made out of trees. I know. And I, I, really? I, I, I remember <laughs> actually being um, at, at the caring talk at London College of Fashion with Stella McCartney, mm -hmm. where she literally, you know, she was like, I found out that viscose, I was using lots of yeah. viscose, and I found out that viscose was made out of trees. And I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I mean, like, I think me and the rest, yeah. of, the rest of the room looked exactly. at each other and went, oh my God, this is yeah. like a tree. And, 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 we, so all, we, and we were all like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> how, how does that happen? Uh -huh. Then you go, okay, then the next question comes because in order to break down cellulose in a tree trunk, you can imagine what the, then the processing questions may be about that. So one thing is taking the raw material which obviously can contribute to deforestation, which is a huge no-no. But if you don't even know where your fibres and fabrics come from, then you're not even off the starting blocks to understanding. So we have to break down very complex sort of series of chain of, of, of events and processing in order to understand how critical it is, you know, that the effects of your material choices upon planet, humans, everything. So it's very complex. So breaking that down is is is, is a challenge. Yeah, and <laughs> but also for, sorry, but just uh, early on, we you know with all these sort of negative effects of of, of those fibres, and um, we early on decided that we really wanted to emphasize the solutions. So that's what the Future mm. Fabrics Expo is all yeah. about. We didn't want to go around and say, oh, this is bad, this is bad. We really wanted to say, this is good, and this is why. That was the whole mm. point. So it's about showing solutions and tools in a platform that really is accessible to designers, presented in the best, most convincing, exciting, informative way. Yeah, which is great, because I mean, let's face it, I mean, as you were saying, Amanda, you know, most of these teams are very stretched. I mean, yeah. the fashion industry is under a lot of pressure. The margins are very tight. They're producing, you know, often multiple collections. They don't really have a hell of a lot of time to actually really look into this or study it, do it. I mean, it's, it's more like, okay, that's the collection, you know, let's make it, <laughs> you know, how do we do it in the quickest yeah. time? Right? And when therein lies a big part of the problem. So I think the first thing, you know, when you come down into the expo, you're greeted by the hierarchy. So the, yes. the hierarchy of, um, you know, <laughs> with apologies to, to Maslow's um, needs, wants, desires, but it actually, that contains a sort of, like a, a thinking process about like, your relationship with your clothing and how you choose to express yourself. So it begins with that. So there's the consumer pulling on on that process that you just talked about. It's all speeded up yes. and that, yeah, there needs to be a real slowing down so that we start to really value what we're, we're producing, what we're buying and what we're wearing and really understand its true value and what it took to make it. Yes. And, and, and also, you know, 
back through the responsibility as well through from the designer and people are producing them as you said actually doing this in a, on a rabid hamster wheel cycle yes <laughs> where they're not stopping to think <laughs> yes um and that's that's what's got us in this mess really because if we did have some time to consider and go well actually where did this come from i'm not happy with that that doesn't suit my brand identity and that's no i don't want to be responsible for choosing that material or that production process or whatever then i think the slowing down would give us all some time to yeah. really take stock of that and, and everything that is, i mean it's a big challenge of the fashion industry isn't it because the idea of slowing down means you know probably they're doing less collections and 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 therein is 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 you know real like yeah you know, the cfo is not gonna like that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole it really requires a whole new way of thinking um so that's very much what being discussed by a lot of the, the brands at the moment you know how can we actually produce fashion in a way that um just makes sense and is it still something that we want to, a career that we want to actually uh, enjoy and carry on a lot of the yes. fashion professionals are really a bit disillusioned and feel like you know yes. why am i yeah. what, did i do something wrong for the last 20 years i feel right. awful should i actually even carry on or you know what's the future going to hold for me as a designer so yeah. we then take it right back to sort of you know trying to um embolden them a bit and say, you know, you are a problem solver. You are actually somebody who has a great creative brain who can right. help designing us out yes. of this mess. Yes. And with the right tools, which we are hoping to provide in the future fabric sector. So I think there's a lot to be said for uh, creatives really to think, okay, let's put our heads together and just try and see how we can solve this. And so a lot of the tools that we're showing, a lot of the fabrics and, and leathers and, and innovations that we're showing are really about um, not just a lower environmental impact because they use less water or because they are grown without pesticides or yeah. um, because they're using agricultural waste, etc. It's really about taking that one step further and looking at the positive impacts yes. that fashion can have and how these fibres can actually draw down carbon and sequester carbon yes. in their growing cycle. <clears throat> yeah. So these are the things that we're talking about very much in this expo. And um, I mean, do you feel that it's, it's, you know, this is the right time for the fashion industry which has been notoriously cutthroat yeah. um, and very competitive to actually kind of like work together. I mean, I know, you know, there are various coalitions and maybe you'd like yeah. to talk a little about some of those, but, you know, it, it seems to me that the only way out of this is, is for them to, you know, you know, cooperate together and kind of, you know, make, buy these new materials together to make them cheaper, for instance. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you're asking, is this the time? I mean, when, when, if it's not now, when? Because we only have yes. about 10 years left to try and yes. you know, stay on the one and a half degrees warming. So yeah. I think every action taken is really, that's what we need to discuss. That's where the conversation is. So I think if we, if we can focus fashion and the, its supply chains to uh, suck out the carbon, put it back into the soil, having agricultural practices, that are, you know, uh, increasing soil fertility and therefore the ability to absorb um, CO2 emissions. That's that's a very important conversation to be had, and that's where fashion can play a very important role. Yeah, and, and rather than you know, like clothing going to landfill, could we actually like bury it? And it actually could provide nutrients to the soil and actually regenerate. Yes, for instance. Yeah, yes, definitely, Absolutely. definitely, and and. You know, what is the reaction of, of, I mean, we're here today, I mean, it's packed. <laughs> I just yeah, want everyone right. to and, and, and it looks beautiful. And I've Thank never you. seen kind of sustainable 
fabrics presented in such a compelling way so super inspiring so what's the feedback been like I mean you know because this interesting I'm always super positive and I think we talked a little earlier before we start this podcast about how um, yes the energy and the, the drive is that you can feel it in the room the energy this is not it's not a trade show it's not the same thing it's about bringing people together trying to encourage connections trying to encourage the sort of light bulb moments you know which you do feel when you walk into that room um, and so yes I think they did we, we try very specifically to inspire and, and set alight people's inspiration to go yes I can I can be an agent for change I can do something I can contribute to this you know you probably realize when we walk down the staircase there's all those sort of punchy quotes about oh the situation we're in and yes but you have the power you do have the power each of us and the, and the solutions exist. They're there. Yeah. They're commercially about, available it's fabrics. It's just about understanding, actually, and that's what we're trying to, to put across in this, you know, a most lucid way we possibly can, so that it's understandable. People don't feel oh, buried by the weight of the problem. Yeah. yeah because the solutions exist. What's yeah. really mm-hmm. frustrating is when you know the solutions exist and people just don't take them and don't work mm. with them. That's what's frustrating. So I think that's why the Future Fabrics Expo is so uh, popular and that's why people keep coming back, the exhibitors as well as the, the visitors, because they just feel like this is sort of a, a safe haven where we find the right materials that are really, truly sustainable and, and mm. they are commercially available. Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, on the other, you know, from, from like our listeners' perspective, I mean, it's very frustrating because, you know, People love clothes, you know, and, and you know, I've, I've met a number of, of amazing people who haven't bought anything new for, say, three years. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's not very appealing to a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, the, the kind of narrative that we have currently is a rather kind of like, you know, the end of the world is coming and, you know, you'll never be able to buy anything new again. Um, and, and, and I don't necessarily think that's no. I mean, the case. I mean, we need yeah, to create our, our, our way into a great future. Absolutely. And I think there's so many more opportunities and the biorarchy being a sort of, you know, first point. Stop and think yeah. about this. But I think we do, you know, Nina's right. We, we need to actually sort of reframe what we think of as a creator. A creative person is somebody who makes decisions, makes decisions to change things. You know, it's not just all about, oh, some aesthetic novelty, although that's very captivating and we all enjoy it. It isn't only about that. Our creative decisions can be embedded in other ways of thinking. It's just that we're not trained to think that way. Fashion can be about, I mean, we've seen examples of it already starting to seed and flourish, is this idea that you could have a partially new wardrobe with a partially shared wardrobe with a partially vintage wardrobe with a partial kind of, you know, so that we're actually reframing how the economic system of fashion works within the joy of new product creation as well, but to keep everything in balance. And I think that's what really feeds back into this idea of of how we're putting so much stress upon our resources of all kinds and the growing population is obviously going to carry on doing that and how we just need to rebalance how we're managing agricultural systems, how we manage waste and recycling, and how sort of ingeniously we do that. We're just not at the moment where we've really cracked that, although there's some very good examples of how you could 
in the expo. So, I mean, you know, you know, they've, they've combined, you know, audience of, of, of Marie Claire globally yeah. is 77 million Amazing. women and girls. Wow. So <laughs> it's like, you know, and we want to really create positive change in the world. Yes. So, you know, this podcast is about, you know, also inviting people to start somewhere. So, Absolutely. you know, what, 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 what would you like to invite people to do to, to help, you know, create this change? Um, I'd say when you do go out, um, why does it have to do with shopping? Why not enjoy being actually something to do with nature? That's, mm. that's the main thing. I think we've just all forgotten how we are so part of and dependent on nature and how much joy that can bring us. And I think maybe especially to younger ones, that sounds like a grandmother, but I think it really, it really is that is one of the main things. If we understood again how much we're dependent on nature, we would actually take much more care of it. Yeah, and um, so then, you know, of yeah, course, we when are you're, nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we've part of the animal that. kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in a way, I think if you, if, if that's sort of the premise, then any decisions you're going to take after that is going to be much more considerate. Uh, you're much going to be more mindful about when you're spending the money on and should you maybe save up a bit for a fantastic, you know, new designer that you've discovered who ends up working actually with sustainable materials and has fantastic, you know, social and ethical initiatives perhaps behind it. Um, you feel great about that and that's, that might be your treasured item in your wardrobe, which hopefully is also including, as Amanda said, vintage and, you know, sharing and rental and all the rest of it. That's sort of the modern, the modern yeah. way of, of, yeah. of clothing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Amanda, what about you? Do, do you have a top tip for, for our listeners about, about what you'd like to invite yeah. them to do? I suppose it's picking up on what I just said before, the idea of reframing your relationship with fashion. I would like to see everybody move towards that. Um, using those sort of indicators that I just spoke about before, is your wardrobe does not have to consist of 100% new pieces. Yes. You can still enjoy and have a fabulous experience of fashion and expressing yourself without going out and shopping all the time. As I think we've been trained actually to see shopping as a leisure pursuit. Yes, yes. And I think we have to also shopping as a habit is the worst. that and a habit because when it's a habit that can be once you get addicted quite hard to kick, mm -hmm. as I'll fully admit to myself. <laughs> but you know, I suppose it's really about making joy in fashion in, in other ways. There's yes. other ways of expressing that, about collecting, owning, uh, you know, renting, allowing somebody else to experience of some fashion that you've loved, you know, yes. clubs for swapping and sharing yes. or rental. I think it doesn't mean to say we want everybody to walk around in doer old, you know, <laughs> or clothes and sort of darning no. elbows when they don't want to. Yes. However, I think repairers can be very. I, beautiful, I agree, and and and, and I, you know, Antonio in Chelsea Green keeps yeah. keeps all my clothes in in in, in good nick. So yeah. bless him. So <laughs> size when he sees me coming in through the door. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The idea of personalising your clothes somewhat, you know, customising yeah. them slightly by getting involved in doing that yourself, or having somebody that you trust and you keep having that ongoing relationship to get your think your piece is looking beautiful that that's lovely that's yes. part of an experience yes yeah so uh, we've got to wrap up now mm -hmm. very sadly it's been great chatting to you Nina. thank you very much thank you thank very you. much and thank you for best of luck with the expo and thank and, you and, you know long live sustainable fabrics and, and and the new vision of the fashion industry thank you so thank much thank you very much thank, thank you, you. Thank you.